Praise God. This is a month of divine healing and divine health. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is interested in every aspect of our lives. Hallelujah. God is interested in our, in, in our spirit, just in our soul, just in our body. Amen. The Bible says that Paul the Apostle said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23, is that the God of peace will keep you holy, all right, in your spirit, your soul, and your body. And in, in 3 John verse 2, the Bible says that above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So every aspect of your life, it's, 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 it's very important to God. Amen. And so for every, every, every service we have, every meeting we have as saints, God brings his word to address certain areas of our lives. Praise the name of Jesus. You need the word of God to address certain specific areas of your life. So you need the word concerning healing. You need the word concerning prosperity. You need the word concerning your marriage. You need the word concerning every area of your life needs the word of God to put things in right perspective. Amen. Because God has designed you to be a complete expression of his glory. That no other, no aspect of your life will lack his glory. Say, my life will express his glory. So every area of your life must express the glory of God. You might, it might not be said that this person is very prayerful, but his business is not showing the glory of God. No. God wants every aspect of your life to show forth his praise. Hallelujah. Because God has designed you as complete, not in parts. He's made you complete. And it's the word of God that will ensure that you have that completeness or that expression of glory in every aspect of your life. That is why if there's an area of your life you realize that this area is short of God's glory, what do you do? You go before God and ask God for a word in that area and God releases a word in that area and that place forms or comes into shape. I pray God will give you a word concerning every aspect of your life. I thought that army would be a bit complete. The Lord will give you a word concerning your family. I said the Lord will give you a word concerning your business. You give you a word concerning your health. You give you a word concerning your ministry. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was a God. It said through this word everything was made without the word as anything made has been made. And that means that there's no aspect of your life that can be made aside the word of God. So say to your neighbor, neighbor I need the word of God. And you also need the word of God. And so this month, God is looking at the area of our healing and our health. Praise the name of Jesus. Divine healing is saying that what, it's, what it suggests is that there's been some, some, some shaking in an aspect of your life in terms of your health. And then God administers recovery in that area. So when, when recovery is situated in God, it's called divine healing. It means that the recovery is coming from God. The recovery is a product of God's provision, not man's provision. Hallelujah. And, but there's another step. God doesn't want you just to be healed or to be enjoying healing, but he wants to come to a place where it's actually a state where you are in health. Praise the name of Jesus. And much more, not just healing, not just health, but come to a place where you also administer that which you have. Amen. So you can be like Peter and John and you can say that such as I have, I give unto you. I see you administering healing everywhere you go to. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So specifically, we are looking at the issue of divine health or divine healing. Your body must be sound. Hallelujah. 
You are a spirit, you have a soul, but you live in a body. Why do you have a body? You have a body because of your assignment in the earthly realm. The body is of the earth. The body is of the... The body is of the... If you don't have a body, you cannot interact in this physical environment. You need a tangible component to, to handle tangible things. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. So, your health is very important. As somebody once said that, they, they say in the world that health is wealth. Amen. If you go to the hospitals, you see people who have so much influence, but because of their health, they can't even enjoy the influence. But that is not your testimony. For the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow. When God blesses you, he ensures that every area of your life is also blessed so that you can be able to enjoy the totality of the blessing of God. Amen. So God's design is that your body will be in shape. Not just exercising. It's good to exercise. In fact, Paul said to uh, the people of God, even to Timothy, he said, bodily exercise profited little. One of my grandfathers said that bodily exercise profited little, little, little. Hallelujah. It is good, but it profits little. It means that there's that which profits more, and that is spiritual exercise. Spiritual exercise ensures that your body is in shape. Now, why does spiritual exercise ensure your body is in shape? You have to understand that the advent of sickness was because of a spiritual disease. Physical disease is a product of spiritual disease. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've been taught throughout the month so far. We've come to understand the origin of sickness and disease and ailment and all predicaments that affect the body of man. We understood that sickness came out of sin. Amen. Sickness came out of where? We know the root cause of sin. God is the only one that can diagnose the root cause of sickness. Only God can do that. The doctor will only look at what he can see. But God tells you the root. The root was sin. Now what is sin? In this context, we understand from scriptures that as soon as man decided to declare independence from God, that's a sin. When man said that I can live without you, that is sin. As soon as man said I can live without you, oh God, he disconnected from his source. And as soon as he got disconnected from his source, he was now opened up to all kinds of predicaments. Before now, man's clothing was not made of man, it was made of God. Man's clothing was not made of man, but man's clothing was made of God. What does that mean? It means it was God that was the covering of man. And therefore, the body of man was not subject to decay. The whole agenda of sickness and disease is to bring you death. The other time I shared with you here that the purpose, the vision, if you ever meet sickness or disease and ask sickness or disease, what is your vision in life? Why are you attacking? We say my vision is to kill them. Sickness is, is a gradual step to death. Hallelujah to Jesus. Sickness is a gradual. If you understand it that way, then you want to know whatever God says about divine health and be angry at sickness. You don't see sickness at a time when you get milo and nido and pig milk and when you are in the bed, they bring you soup. Don't, you can't celebrate sickness because sickness does not have the agenda to celebrate you. It is called disease. It's taking your ease away. It's taking your peace away. When something is going to take your peace and ease away, you don't give it comfort. Hallelujah. People that walk in divine health and divine healing are those that are angry about the vision of sin, of, of sickness. Hallelujah. If you see sickness as normal to man, that is how it will be to you. 
But if you see sickness as an interruption of my progress in life, then there's a way you attack it. Hallelujah. And you can see that God hates it that you'll be sick. He hates it. How do I know? Because I see it in Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. One man of God once said, and I believe in that because it's, it's so in line with scriptures. Nobody knew how God behaves until Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ was a revelation of God's behavior. You want to know how God sees sickness? How God sees poverty? Look at how Jesus reacted to them. That is how God reacts. And everywhere that Jesus Christ met anybody that was sick, he did not waste time at all. He would cast it out. Get out of here. When he one time went to the house of Peter's mother-in-law and the woman was, 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 was sick with fever. Oh, the Bible says he went there, held the hand and lifted her up. Jesus doesn't smile at sickness. Therefore, I can't smile at sickness. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can't smile at sickness. You can't accommodate sickness. You can't have a bed for sickness. Say, my neighbor, you must be angry at sickness. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. The same thing, the same anger that God had to express when Jesus Christ took upon himself the sins of the world. The, the price Christ had to pay. Huh? The, 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 what is the English? <laughs> you, you see how gloomy the cross was. That is how God's anger was being taken care of. The same thing, how God was so angry with sin that even when Jesus took upon himself, he who knew no sin became sin, God could not look at him. The same way, that same thing, that is how God sees sickness. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. So if you see the need of salvation, as you see, because a lot of us limit salvation to just the remission of sins and being born again. But you have to realize that in salvation is you being also salvaged and giving dominion over sickness and disease. Hallelujah to Jesus. So just as you are, you are eager to be born again, you are eager to walk with God and be prayerful and be fat and of that. You must also have the same passion for a complete life of healing and divine health. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. So sin was the beginning of sickness. And we say, what is sin? When man declared independence. In the kingdom of God, when you declare independence, you're a rebel. Because man was not made to be independent. God did not create you to be independent. You were created by God to be dependent on God for the rest of eternity. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I saw something very interesting. The beginning of sin was in Lucifer. It was not first an action. It was an intention. The Bible says, concerning Lucifer, I said, until the day iniquity was found in you. He didn't even do it. He taught it. That was it. And that's how when Jesus Christ came, he said that when a man looks at a woman and last, he has finished. To God, intention is action. That's why the Bible says that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. To God, thinking is also another dimension of, of vocalizing. So how you think is what God hears. Are you getting the whole thing here? Praise the name of Jesus.
And that's why we have to let the word of God abide in us so richly. Because there's another voice that men don't hear. But heaven hears, even demons hear it. How you think they all hear it? A few materials I've read about, you know, people have had experiences in heaven. They will tell you in heaven, in fact, when you think, it's like everybody's hearing it. It's not hidden. I said, just think I'm hungry. Or I want this. Oh, you really want it? Everybody just begin to talk to you. Why? Because in heaven, there is no barrier. The reason I can't hear your thoughts because of this flesh. The flesh is the reason I can't see your thoughts. But when this flesh is taken off, your thoughts are as clear as the voice. Praise the name of Jesus. So separation from God is sin. So when man disconnected from source, he was now exposed. The glory of God departed. The covering of God left man. And therefore man was exposed. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that, that, that he who breaks the what? Then the serpent will what? When the hedge is broken, the serpent. So the, the issue is not about the serpent. It's about make sure that you are in the hedge. Hallelujah. So as soon as the covering left, then this body began to know what is called decay. Now there are three types of death you must understand. There is the, the first death that was when Adam separated from God. There's the second death when your spirit and soul is separated from your body. There's the third death when man is separated eternally from God. That is why it is dangerous not to accept Jesus Christ. Because refusing to accept Jesus Christ is signing up for eternal separation from God. It means that, do you know what eternity looks like? Eternity is endless. There's no beginning, there's no end. So imagine that kind of a period of your life where you are without God forever. The devil can never repent. Why? Because he has been eternally separated from God. That's how it looks like. If you want to know what it means to die without Jesus, look at the devil. The only time that man can be forgiven is within the earth dimension. It's only on earth that there's forgiveness of sins. The blood for sanctification or the blood for salvation only works within the earth. After the earth, after time, it doesn't work. Read the Bible carefully. It says the son of God has the power to forgive sins of anyone here on this earth, on this earth, on this earth. So when a man dies, it's appointed unto man to die after death. That is it. It's only in the realm of choice that salvation is available. Aside the dimension of choice, it's no longer available. Oh, actually, was anybody hearing? Are you hearing? Saying, my neighbor, do you have eternal salvation? My neighbor, are you sure? So three types of death. When man separated from God, that was the first death. Now, that spiritual separation or that spiritual death is what gave birth to the physical death. Eh? Now, the steps to fulfilling that physical death is sickness. Do you get me? So, when you're falling sick, let's assume that is the death. Sickness is the steps you are taking towards death. But if any man believes in Jesus, God has given you eternal life. That's why to the saint, even when his time on earth is over, it's called sleep, not death. The Bible in Utah does not call it death, it calls it sleep. So the saints don't die, they sleep. Why? A time is going to come when Jesus, the bridegroom, shall wake the saint up from his sleep. 
Are you getting the whole idea? So the sin does not die. Why? When you become born again, you are no longer subject to death. Now you have been sentenced to eternal life. Not just everlasting life, but the God kind of life. But that life that you've been subjected to must have expression in your physical body as well. Are you with me, people of God? Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. So, by Jesus Christ coming, you have been separated from death. Death does no longer have power over you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Death doesn't have power over me. Praise God. If a saint is afraid of death, there's something wrong with your salvation. A saint is not afraid of death. And a saint does not die anyhow. If a saint dies anyhow, it's not God's fault. It's the saint's dimension or level of revelation. Are you hearing me? So somebody dying at 35 is not scriptural. Amen. He said, with long life, you will satisfy me. Praise the name of Jesus. He said, with long, what is my age? Long life, you will satisfy me. It means I must be satisfied with life. And that shall be your story. I said, that shall be your story. I said, that shall be your story. That shall be your story. Hallelujah. Now, let's, let's read the book of First John. I want to emphasize this, what I've shared so far with the scripture. And then I'm going to end with one of the keys that helps you to walk in perpetual divine healing and divine health. You must understand that we are in a kingdom of keys. Somebody say keys. Without the keys, you cannot gain access. The keys gives you access. You need keys. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. In 1 John chapter number 3 and the verse number 8, the Bible says, He who sins is of the devil, for the, sin, uh, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. One of the works of the devil is sickness, disease, and ailment. And Jesus Christ showed up to destroy it. Listen, listen carefully. He didn't, he didn't show up to, to, to make it good. So it is wrong for you to say that, oh, God is trying to humble me with sickness. God does not humble with sickness. I know this sickness of me because of what they have been saying about that I'm a proud person. No, God does not do that. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ, I can't hear you. I mean, I told, hallelujah. Jesus Christ was revealed to destroy. Somebody said destroy. The works of the devil were destroyed by Christ Jesus. It is the work of the saint to keep that destruction intact. The destruction must be maintained. So we are in a maintenance job. Did you get that? Say to your neighbor, as a neighbor, we have a maintenance duty. We have to keep the devil where he belongs. His works has been destroyed. Shout aloud, amen. So diabetes, cancer, whatever sickness you can call, whatever sickness you can mention, whatever disease you can talk about, Jesus Christ was revealed to destroy them. He has destroyed them. Glory to God. They must remain destroyed. Amen. How do I know that they are maintained destroyed when I'm not a partaker of his works any longer? I decree in the name of Jesus, you will not be a partaker of his works any longer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, anytime you hear us talk and we say in the name of Jesus, what we are saying, Master, remain destroyed. That's the meaning. When you say in the name of Jesus, you are saying that, hey, this is the seal and this is the document that shows that you have been destroyed. So maintain, stay there. 
The name, when we mention the name Jesus, we are not recreating something. No, we are emphasizing on a reality. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when, when there's something going wrong in your body, and you place your hand on your head, and you say in the name of Jesus, the name Jesus coming out of your mouth by faith, is reminding you and the devil what the reality is. The reality is that there's no sickness around you. That's the reality. When I mention Jesus, I am reminding the defeated foe that you have been defeated, not shall be. You are defeated. And I'm reminding myself that I've been made a victor, not about to have victory. No. Hallelujah to Jesus. Is, are you getting into your spirit man? Are you getting to your spirit man? So if they ever tell you that you have an ulcer, you don't have ulcer, you have Jesus. You don't have ulcer. So in the name of Jesus, I change this life. This is a lie. The reality is that I do not have ulcer. So they shout Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, you have some irregular menstrual cycle. That is not my reality. It is part of the works of the devil. And Jesus Christ destroyed it. And whatever God does is forever. Hallelujah. Your knowledge of this reality makes you maintain what Christ has given to you. It's one thing to obtain. One thing to maintain. One thing to sustain. You hear, oh, glory to God. Some of you can obtain... But you don't know how to sustain. And we're taught on Thursday. You sustain that perpetual victory by sticking to the word. It's the word that ensures huh, your sustenance and your maintenance. Praise the name of Jesus. So when you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, I am strong. Let the weak say that I am strong. My mind is sound. My eyes are sound. You are doing maintenance work. Oh, glory to Jesus. Jesus destroyed all the works of the devil. Not even one was left. Not even one was left. When Jesus hung upon the cross, every sickness that was present in their days and sicknesses that were going to be discovered later, even Ebola, even HIV, Jesus Christ zoomed into the future, many years ahead, even to our children's children, and then brought all of them on himself. And he dealt with it. Oh, glory to God. There is no new sickness that the name Jesus does not ensure victory over. No, 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 there's none. Even what shall be is finished. Why? The root of sickness has been dealt with. It is called sin. And he destroyed it. Glory to God. Glory to God. I cannot die a weakling. There's no way in the Bible that says that when you are 90, you have to hold a stick. It's not part of it. For those that wait upon the Lord, Bible said they shall renew their strength. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not joking, no. He did a great work. Hallelujah. So the Son of God, there was a reason why he was manifested. What was the reason? To destroy. To what? Destroy. And you know, when God destroys, nobody can rebuild. Huh? Nobody, 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 nobody. Hey, who dare you? You can't be. There's no power to build. When God destroys, he doesn't only destroy, he takes away ability to rebuild. You can't rebuild. Except the Lord builds the house. It means that anyone that builds is God that is part of it. Even the unbeliever. Ah. Uh. 
Do you get the idea? Even unbeliever. The unbeliever who does not know Jesus is doing business and prospering is because of God. No man can receive anything except God gives them. Bill Gates, to come with that idea, God allowed it. He, listen, do you understand something? He is the sovereign God. Nothing exists outside him. It's not possible. Huh? So when sometimes you are preaching, tell that, that sinner, that Charlie, <laughs> you, you're messy, you. you God, God. They think that they are smart. Hey, you're not smart. It is the sovereignty and the mercy of God that's making you do these things you're doing. Because no man, the Bible says, the Bible didn't say Christian, it said no man can receive anything. So except the Lord builds, they will labor in vain. Hallelujah. And since God doesn't want to see you sick, he has taken away the power to rebuild what Christ has destroyed. I cannot be sick. See, I cannot be sick. See, with me, sickness has no dominion over my life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Are you with me? Can you pray in tongues for a few minutes? Come on, somebody. Come on, you are establishing your victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, establish it. Establish it. Establish it. Hallelujah. Does cancer have power over you? I can't hear you. Does it have power over you? Does leukemia have power over you? Does diabetes have power over you? Hey, what about headache? Qatar? Fever? Malaria? Nose ache? Head ache? Stomach ache? Ear ache? Tooth ache? All the aches? Are you sure? Yeah. Do you have power over it? Yeah. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you have power over weakness? Yeah. Are you weak? Yeah. Are you weak? Yeah. Oh, I said, are you weak? Yeah. Are you strong? Yeah. Why are you strong? Because of what? Because of who? Because of who? Why don't you jump and shout, I'm strong because of Jesus? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I am strong because of Jesus. I walk in divinely because of Jesus. Glory to God. Sit down briefly. This is the last key. Remember I said that this kingdom is a, is a kingdom of keys. Somebody say keys. Somebody say keys. Jesus Christ said concerning the Holy Ghost. He said that when the spirit of truth comes, he shall lead you into all truth. Amazing. Amazing. When the spirit of truth comes, he shall lead you into all truth. So in truth are truths. Did you hear that? In what? In what? I didn't hear that. In what? Say in truth are truths. Praise God. There's only one truth. But truth has departments. Glory to God. There is a truth about my prosperity. Inside truth. Remember that Jesus Christ, he's the way, the what, the truth, and the... Jesus is the truth. 
But when his spirit comes upon you, his spirit will lead you into all truths. So in the truth are truths concerning a marital, a joyful marital life. There's the truth for divine healing. There's the truth for my divine prosperity. There's a truth. Oh, inside truth are truths. When the Holy Ghost comes, he will lead you into all the truths. So when you walk with the Holy Ghost, there's no area of your life that will lack freedom. Because remember, when you encounter truth, you've encountered freedom. Are you getting this at all? Are you getting this at all? So when you come into, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. So when I accept Jesus, I have entered a certain country called truth. In this country called truth, there are cities. There's a city of gold. There's a city of divine health. And it's the Holy Ghost that takes you on the tour. He's the tour guide. The Holy Ghost is the tour guide in the city called truth. Praise the name of Jesus. Ah, the reason Jesus Christ allowed the Holy Ghost to come is so that you can have a tour in Christ. Because in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. Glory to God. Without the Holy Ghost, people of God, you will have Jesus. They are placed in Accra, I don't know. You know? Is every place you know in Accra? No. When I started going for programs, those times, my taxi driver was very good at Lungus. And I learned the Lungus. So when I got my car, now I know how to Lungu. So, my driver then, the taxi driver, was like a tour guide for me. You know, there are times that you're going somewhere, if you don't know some lungus, you'll be in traffic faithfully. You'll be in a faithful traffic. But when you know the routes, huh, the same traffic zone, you know where and where to pass. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Yes, Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So why some believers are saying that the economy is bad, you are smiling. Why? Because you know the tour guide. You know the Holy Ghost. He leads you. He knows where to pass. He'll tell you, you know what? Today, it happened to Isaac, people of God. In the days of Isaac, there was famine. There was famine. Everybody was going to Egypt. Everybody was going to Dubai, China. Eh? They were going to green. They were looking for greener pastures. But there is the one that can make greener pastures arrive in a desert place. And that one said to Isaac, Isaac, though they are going, don't go. Don't go. That is how it is. That is how it is. So the fact that you are a believer does not mean you are delivered from certain occurrences. You must be a believer and a follower of the tour guide. The truth tour guide. That is why you see an accident. Some Christians will die. Others will stay alive. Oh, are you, are you getting this at all? It's like being married... And not knowing how to cook. Not being able to cook doesn't mean you're not married. You're still married. But you enjoy the marriage. Do you understand? When you're preparing granola soup. You take the granola. And then you pour it in the bowl. You add water to it. Then you pick the tomatoes. With all the leaves on it. You put it inside. Then you get the chicken. You put it inside. Then you are staring. Oh, my dear lady, your husband will soon call your mother. Are you still missus? Yes, you are still missus, but you are messing up in the kitchen. You need someone to teach you how to use the kitchen. That's the place of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? That some of you are born again, but you are not rich, and you think it's part of Christianity. It's the Holy Ghost that will teach you there's a key to riches in the Lord. 
Give. Honor the Lord. Honor people. He will teach you. But if you don't, one day I ask the Holy Ghost, I say, Lord, why is it that some, some people are so anointed to preach? You see power manifested, but they have a serious issue with anger. Or they are very anointed, but they can't love people. They are unforgiving. And the Holy Ghost said to me, I only attend to what you need my attention for. That explains to you how a, I heard a prophet in Kumasi. He says he's a very powerful man of God. Very, very powerful. Very, 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 very powerful. Very powerful. Hey, very powerful. I mean, hey. When he, when he, when he shang will come, hey, it's not only to, for you to see that he's seen, but it happens. Anointed man. But they say from 2 a.m. to 4, you just hear the wife crying. He's beating the wife. He beats the wife every day. Sometimes you'll finish a good race and then go and do a manifest power. That is why manifestation of power does not equal spiritual maturity. I get an idea. Don't you ever measure spiritual maturity by demonstration of power? No. In the kingdom, maturity is by the expression of the fruit of the spirit, the character of Christ. So you flog the wife very well, beat her very well, beat her. You won't have one eye like this. But you just hear by 430 radio. My brothers and my sisters, the Lord has caused us to see a new day. Wherever you are, place your hand on the radio. I see the power of God. And yes, there's miracles happening. But he's beating the wife. He needs the Holy Ghost to take him on a tour to a city called Sweet Marriage. So this kingdom is about keys. If you don't have the key, you will break through. Please, not all breakthrough are of God. Some of them are robbery. Seven days power-packed breakthrough conference happening at Dominion Chapel. Mr. Braha, Efria Juana, Ekosikosiara, Miwai. It's a power-packed breakthrough. Some breakthroughs are robbery. You don't need breakthrough. You need a key to open the door. Are you getting this at all? Everything breakthrough, breakthrough. Don't go and break a door that is not yours. You are a thief. Ask for the key. If you know you are a member of that house, go to the boss and say, Papa, give me key to open the kitchen. Don't break it. Because of his mess, when you break it, say, Oh, my son. He will get in. Michael, come and repair the door for him. Because people don't have patience to ask for the key, they are in a haste. I'm about to share with you 14 points to break through a marriage. By the time I'm done with the 14 points, you will see crack. No, I don't give you keys. Key number one: stop being proud, be humble, submit. That's key. Know how to cook. That is key. That's not breakthrough. That's key. Hallelujah. So there's one key I want to hand over to your hands that ensures divine healing and divine health. Exodus chapter number twenty-three and verse number twenty-five. 
Exodus chapter 1. 21. Exodus 23 and verse. Can I hear all the ladies say Exodus 23 and 25. It says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from your midst or from the midst of you. What is the key I'm dropping? It's called the key of service. <laughs> One day we had a call from a certain company. But they are looking at how to avoid sicknesses by how you cook and with what you cook. So, the company has been existing for, for a long time. And they have utensils they've made from scientific research. Alright? That you can actually fry chicken without oil, without salt and to fry and it's, it's tasty even more than the one that you put oil you understand and there's a point they did an experiment for us, they, they made us bring all kinds of utensils that we had and they tested it, and people of God when I saw what came out of the, some of the cooking utensils we have been using I said father Father. By the time they did the thing, and I said, he said, this one is this. I said, hi. I said, honey, Charlie. And I realized that we are all alive and sound because of grace. Because you know, there is no business person that has loss as a vision. Nobody. And how do you make much profit? By trying to reduce your operational cost. If your operational cost is less, you're going to get more profit. What is profit? Profit is selling price minus cost price. In cost price, you have some elements. One of the elements is the cost of production or the overhead cost. You think you don't know. I'm an accountant. You know. yeah, yeah. We did cost management and costing. Yeah. Glory to God. I've forgotten many of them, but the few I can remember are easy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't come and ask me that. So I have this question. Don't come to your office. <laughs> If it's Bible, I'll answer you. Praise God. So, most business people try to see how they can beat down on cost. That's why they like to go to China. One of the cost elements there is labor. When labor is cheap, it also reduces my cost of production. And then when I get a substandard uh, raw material, to this also. So you can go and bring bronze and tell that it's gold. Because the cost of getting bronze is way lower than gold. Do you understand me? Then they put USA, made in USA. You know, Pastor Bassi, this pot, this pot I'm talking about, you know, this pot is one of the best in the world. It's one of the best killers in the world. But it looks so shim, very nice. So, when the guy finished everything, how? How I long to own some. Then I said, so, how much is this one? How much is this one? And he brought out his invoice. Um, the frying pan is 6,000 Ghana CD. The, this one is 10,000 Ghana CD. I'm like, okay, wonderful, wonderful. So, if I'm buying all, how much will it be? Uh, let me call, let me call. He's happy. I'm going to give him a check. Because he did everything for me. 30,000. 
we need to buy AC. If nobody is, I'm going to buy pot to eat. <laughs> so the man can do the thing. Give me. I say, okay, okay, okay. That's that's wonderful. Um, so, um, you know, I've learned not to live in my now. I learned to live in my tomorrow. But you see, in the wisdom of man, man has come up with a utensil that can reduce the possibilities or probabilities of being sick. That is man. So man has realized that if they can find a way to handle the bread and the water, you'll be well. But it's very expensive. But God says, if you serve me diligently, I will bless your bread and your water. It means that it doesn't matter what cooking utensil you are using. Because you are serving me. I will bless it. The poison cannot affect you. The Bible says that. He says that. He said that. Go, he said, go and make disciples. He said, as many as believe. He said in my name. In my name. They will speak in other things. They will take poison. It's not only when somebody poisons you. Even the utensil can poison. But God said. You don't need to buy a utensil. You, so you shall save. So one key to divine healing, divine health is to serve the Lord. Tell them as a neighbor, serve the Lord. Say what professor, I'm speaking English. Say neighbor, serve. Give one person a high five and say, my neighbor, please serve, 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 serve. Serve. You have to serve. I love to maintain my car. Because it's very important to me. I go for a lot of meetings. So the car must be maintained. If this car is useless, I will not maintain it. I will not wash it. I will not change oil. I will not check the shocks. I will not. Or the plugs. Never. It's only useful things that men spend money to maintain. And remember something. Everything you do, remember you are made from God. So what you are doing is just a small aspect of God's attributes that you are doing. So if as a mortal man, you are comfortable and not worried to spend money to maintain what is useful to you, why do you think God will not spend time to maintain a vessel useful to him? John 15 says, let's go there. John 15, hurry up. Many of us are sickly. Why? Because you are useless in the kingdom. The only job you do is to ensure the seats in the church are warm. Can I tell you something? Since you are not hot by service, any sickness can come to you. You are not in choir. You are not in prayer team. You are not in evangelism. You just come on Sundays. Charlie, you'll be sick. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, he prunes, he prunes, he prunes. It means he maintains. He maintains. Anything that would affect his growth, he cuts it off. When a man is serving God, does not pray for healing. He walks in healing. No, when a man is relevant in the house of God, in the things of God, he does not petition God to heal. Ah, ah, ah. God is always busy taking care of his health. Some years ago, 
Then I was, my parents are not around, I was somewhere else. And at that time, I just finished SHS. And I had three offers way back in the 90s. I had an offer to come and work at Dampo way back in the 90s. I had an offer to go and teach at a very good school and be paid well. Then I told them, I don't need any of these offers. I belonging to stay in church and serve. So I dropped them. Then I was serving in church. Then we were building out a tomb in Kumase. That the be like me. I had to learn how to carry cement. Yeah, I'm a dada bee. If you don't care, that's your business. I'm a dada bee. I'm a jabota. Amen. So as an ajabota child, I had to learn how to, how to lift, you know, blocks and that. And I was serving God. And I realized one day, I looked at my wardrobe and I said, all my clothes were worn out. I realized. I was looking at my, and in my heart, I didn't open my mouth, in my heart. I said, oh God, in my heart. Oh God, I, I, I need new things. I didn't say, I didn't pray. Listen, it was in my heart, in my mind. And I thought of this on Thursday. By Sunday, a couple were like spiritual parents to me had traveled and I'm always happy to see them but they said, Kofi, can we go home with you? I said, yes, yes, ma, yes, ma, yes, dad we, they, they took me to the house and they opened their boot and they brought two big Ghana must goes and they said, we, we thought of you and we decided to shop for you see, listen, listen there are some prayers you are praying you don't need to pray, just serve God some of you are so useless Forgive me. You are so useless in the church. You do nothing. Even amongst parents, a child who serves the father more tends to be a friend. And the father even thinks ahead for the child and how to help the child. But the one, go and buy salt. Hey, you know what I'm doing my assignment. Go and buy you wash car. You do anything. You are still a son. But it's a dimension of favor you don't have. God said, go back to Exodus 23 and 5. The key to divine health and healing is relevant in the house of God. Now, see, even amongst mortal men, there are some companies, there are certain staffs that when they fall sick right now, they fly them out to treat them. Why? Because that human being is an asset to the company. And there are yet some workers in the company, when they fall sick, 37. If it's critical, say, let's just keep praying for him. But when you're an asset, when you're an asset to that company, I heard of a young lady who works for Microsoft by a Ghanaian. There are things she does for Microsoft. Nobody does that. Even when she comes to Ghana, they, they, the, US, the US embassy sends uh, its own uh, security service to protect her in her own country. She's an asset. Are you an asset in the kingdom? All you do is a liability. Oh God, give me a new house. Oh God, give me a new job. Oh God, oh God. When will you keep quiet and use your hands? So a few weeks ago, I announced in church, how many want to join Oshin Nepal? Your hands were down. I said, see sickness, oh. I'm serious. You even come to church, things are not well done. You even bother to do it. One key I'm putting in your hand today. If you serve the Lord, if you serve the Lord, he will bless. What did I say? He will what? 
Now, you see, he didn't say you bless your job. He said your bread and your water. I won't go further. But your, anything that feeds you, you bless it. So, it didn't mean Christ said you might never have to pray for your job. You bless it. Because you are too relevant. Since you got born again, you started going to church. You only go to church. You don't work in church. Those that wait on the Lord, don't, go, don't think of a chair now. Forget that chair for now. Like the waiter at the restaurant, you wait to serve. Said so they shall renew their strength. It means that when you serve the kingdom through your local assembly, you receive a blessing that ensures your divine health. He didn't say when pastors serve. He didn't say when uh, 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 regular people in church serve. He said everybody, when you serve. Sometimes as pastors, we come to a point where we don't serve any longer because now where we are, we are seated on high. Oh. We must be served. That is paralysis. Paralysis in jacket and clerical. You will fall sick and die. We won't understand why. Because you are useless in the kingdom. You are a fine girl. Good makeup. But behind the makeup is sickness. If you like, don't pray again. And just say that I want to serve in God's house. I want to be the one to make sure I sweep the church. I want to be the one to make sure I arrange the chairs. I didn't want to call the pastor. Pastors, please, is there any work to do in the church that I can do? If you do this from now to the end of this year, you don't have to pray for some things. You see them happen around your life. Rise to your feet. Oh, God is good. Are you going to serve the Lord? 